in a lowly manger. He didn't force nobody to come look at him. He didn't force nobody to come see him. He didn't beg everybody. He didn't send an announcement out to, to the whole world. He didn't make a, a grand display. He offers us a, a simple invitation. He's not pushy. He's a gentleman, and he's not going to be rude. The inn was too crowded for him, and sometimes we are just as crowded in our lives. And we're going to talk about these responses that, that several people had in response that, 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 that Jesus arrived on that night. And Jesus is right here just like he was on that night. That night he, right, he was right there in that manger, but today he is just as real and just as here today as he was on that night, that, that first Christmas, Christmas morn. In fact, we have to respond to Jesus the same way as some of the people who responded to him. But there's different responses. You have, you have stuff, people responding all the way from King Herod that rejected him all the way to the shepherds that, that came to see him. But before I get into that, I want to talk to you about how people perceive Christmas. We, we, we perceive God sort of like Santa Claus. You know, you better watch out. You better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. You know, Santa Claus is coming. Jesus is coming to town. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you're bad or good. You know, so be good for goodness sake. We, I feel like at Christmas, that's what we look at Jesus like. That, you know, I don't deserve Christmas. I don't deserve Christ because I've been bad. And, or we try to be good enough, you know, or, or better than the rest. Or maybe we try to just to be not so bad. But see, the thing is, is in our goodness in relation to Christ is vast. Let's just say that, that the average person's goodness was about the size of Mars. And let's just say your size of goodness and my size of goodness is maybe that of the earth. Well, according to space.com, the size of earth is twice the size of, of Mars. So let's just say we're two times as good as anybody else. Okay? But in relation to God, his, his goodness is the size of the sun. Okay, and so the thing is with that is that, that the size of the sun, according to the universe today, you could fit 1.3 million earths into the sun. So you see, us, our little earth, we're two times as big as, 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 as Mars, but the thing is we're so far away from being as good as the sun, right? 1.3 million can fit into that. You know, and so we look at that in relation, and we look at relation of bad to good. But when you think about things, you can, you can understand that there, there's evil people in this world, and there have been evil people in this world, and that we're closer to, to, to Saddam, Saddam Hussein and Stalin and, and Hitler. We're closer to their goodness than we are to God. He's so far away. So we got to remember that in Romans 3.23, God says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And see, although we were created to be with him, our hearts have turned from him. It's not the answer. And see, we, we got to realize that, that since we realize that we can't be good enough, we've got to realize that the fact that, that all we can do is accept his sacrifice on the cross for us and realize that his sacrifice made us good enough and now we are accepted and adopted into his family because of that. But see, we try, what we try to do is we resolve ourselves to try to find the answer of how to try harder to be better. And it's not, being, it's not being about good. It's accepting his sacrifice to be good. Some of us today, or maybe you're even here today because it's expected or required of you. Maybe you're here because grandma said, hey, get up. We're going to church. We're going to be there, and that's what we're going to do. 
You know, you, 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 you may say, you know, I just want to get the day over with. I, I, I come on Christmas and I'm here, but I just want to get the religious stuff over with so I can go get to the good stuff, right? But the thing is, 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 is I get it, I'm, I'm very, but I'm very grateful that you're here today. And the good thing about kingdom life is not, we're not about the religious stuff. We're only about the relationship stuff around here. See, the simple story about Jesus isn't about the church or it's not even about religion. It's about relationship with God, his love, life, and freedom. It's all about the, he loved us so much that he sent his son and gave life to his son so that we could have life and have a relationship with him. So what is, what is our mission statement? Inspiring love, life, and relationship. The, 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 the story of Christmas is all what kingdom life is all about. And I ask you today to find out, not, don't just believe me, find out for, for, um, for yourself who Christ really is. Because the stakes are high. The stakes are the difference between you spend an eternity in heaven or spending an eternity in hell. So I want to talk to you about these four people. The, the, the first one was the prophets. I want to talk about the prophet response. It's amazing to think about the specific, how specific they were, you know, 500, even 1,000 years before Christ came to this earth. They were there. And they had the ability to, 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 to hear from God and know where Christ was going to be born at, where he was going to die at, how he was going to die. And they gave all this stuff. And what's so cool about, about these prophets, amen, a jingle jangle, <clears throat> is that we, we, we respond to, to Jesus this Christmas, that we respond to Jesus this Christmas the way that they did. They earnestly and eagerly sought out him, looking for him. Now, what makes, what's the difference between the way that the prophets responded and the, the way we responded? How much more eagerly should we seek him out versus the prophets? Because they heard from God, but you know what? He wasn't even born yet. He wasn't even there. And they were all just as excited to try to see him, to hear about him, to talk about him, and say, hey, this is going to happen, guys. Y'all better get ready. Just like John the Baptist when he was pro prophesying about it, saying he's coming. And see, the thing is, is, is how come we're not excited and we don't come to church eagerly to accept him and see him? And we know he's alive. He's already been born. He's already been proven in our lives. We've already seen him move and do things. Don't answer this, but how many of you came this morning saying, I want to hear from God today? I'm expecting God to move. I'm expecting for God to, to touch me today. I'm expecting for something in my life to change today. Every Sunday... We should say that. Every Sunday, I as a pastor should pray that. Every Sunday, I should come eagerly expecting and saying, God, hey, God, you're going to do something in my life. You're going to change in me. The second one that I want to talk about today is like the shepherds. You may respond like the shepherds did. They saw the angels. The shepherds are the only one group of people that had angels show up before them and say, hey, come over here and see where Jesus is at. I mean, they're shepherds. But they, 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 they sat there and these angels appeared before them and said, hey, you got you to come. You got to see this thing. You got to do this. And what did they do? They didn't stand staring at that sky pointing where, where the angels were at. They didn't go and point and, and wonder what was, what. Well, let's just contemplate. Let's pontificate what that just, what just happened here, guys. Is, is that real? Was that not real? Was that our imaginations? Are we high? What's going on here? You know, do we, do, do we eat some mushrooms we shouldn't have? Well, what, is, what is it? The thing is, is that they didn't do that. They did not. They said, let us go see this thing that, that, that has happened. Let us go. Let, let us move. 
But sometimes we do that. We wonder, did I miss it? We, we, we have lost our wonder for God. We have lost our awe of God. We hear, we read the Bible, and when we read this, this scripture, and the scripture speaks to us, it's, it's, it's even more holy than the angels talking to us. And we need to go and find out what he's saying. God, he created this earth and its beautiness and in this, in this world and its majesticness. And, and maybe today you, you see that world, but you see there's something broken in you. Or you see the world is broken. But the cross is a good place to, 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 to put the two together and to come together in, in one and come and kneel at the cross and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because justice demands that there must be a payment, holiness and a payment for sin. But the good thing is God sent Jesus to come pay that price so we don't have to. Romans 2 and 4 says, God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. God's love and mercy is designed to, to, to lead you to repentance. And I want to encourage you today to open your heart to the real meaning of Christmas and to seeking God in all and expecting him and wondering about him. God's expression of kindness towards you should draw you to him. God showed his love by sending his son to die on a cross for us. He was born to die. I just love that. I say that all the time around Christmas because I just think that's just so beautiful that he was born to die. So today, I want you to say to today, God, I really want you to show me who you are. I want to start, I want to please you in this next year. I want to be what you want me to be. God cares about your pain. He cares about your brokenness. And he cares about the brokenness that you have, that you've seen. He even cares about the brokenness that you even caused. And God wants to help you with that. All he wants in return is for you to take a step in the right direction. Those, those, those shepherds saw the angels and they just took a step in that direction and started going to where they were going. And they went to go see him. And then you have the magi. The magi, um, were some, or the wise men, they were, they were walking around and they saw this star. And they saw this star and they traveled hundreds of miles to the east and said, where is the thing that, um, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? Matthew 2, 2. We saw the star when it rose and we have come to worship him. Now these, these wise men didn't get there till two years after Jesus was born. Jesus was already in a toddler bed by this time. Okay. He was already in a toddler bed. He, you know, he had his little, little, little cars, toddler bed, whatever he had back then. You know, but the thing is, is that, that, they traveled two years over and over for two solid years past Christmas two times faithfully to go see him. And sometimes we can't get out of bed and make it five miles across town to see him. We can't make it five miles across town to go to an outreach. We can't make it five miles to go see what Jesus has done to, for someone else, you know, to, to show our honor to them. The thing is, is that, that we got to, to understand that, that, that like the Magi, they were expecting God to move in their lives. And with great faith, they stood there waiting for God to, 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 every day for them to, to continue to follow that star. Day and night, they kept following the star to get to Jesus. And they came from afar. They kept going. They, they went through good times, bad times, but they kept going to him. They went through storms and all kinds of situations, and they kept going. They kept going until they found him. They, did never, they never gave up. 
Have you given up on finding Jesus today? Have you given up on finding Jesus in your relationships? Have you given up on finding Jesus in, 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 in your heart? Have you given up on finding Jesus with, with other people? Have you given up finding Jesus, you know, in your finances? Have you given up finding Jesus in your, your, your social life or your job? We cannot. They brought frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Man, and at that time, they brought lots of it. And they brought that stuff, and they bowed down before Jesus at, the main, at, his, at his bed, or at his house, wherever they were at, living room. I don't know where they're at. But the thing was, was you know what meant the most to God? Was not the frankincense, the myrrh, and the gold. What meant most to God was when they bowed down before him. That meant the most. It wasn't what they brought. It was that they worshipped him. That they sought him out and stayed after him and they worshipped him. And they bowed down before him. And God has things that he's given you that you can give back to Jesus. That you can give back to God, what have you. You have gifts to bring. Are you using your gifts? Are you giving your gifts to God? Are you letting somebody else's gifts be the ones that are presented to him? There's lots of ways in this church we, 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 we need help with the kids. We're always saying that. We need somebody to help with the kids. We got, we got a lot of kids and, and, and we need help. Are you using your gifts for that? Well, I don't have that gift. Well, maybe you need to try and maybe God can give you that gift. Ushers, greeters, we park a lot of tape. We talk. I talk about this a lot. Pastor Doug, you're always talking about needing help. You know why? Because we do. Are you using your gift? But more so than you using your gift, whenever you use your gift, are you doing it and bowing down to him? Or are you doing it strutting around showing that you have a gift? We need to bow down before God. I got one more point before we do. I'm doing something different today. I want to give an opportunity right in the middle of this message. I got one last point, but I, I want to give a message right now you know, Christmas is a time that some people come to church that don't have an opportunity to come all the time. Christmas is a time that sometimes people's like, you know what, I really haven't been to church, but I want to go to church today, and I want to start off the new year right, and I just want to do good, and I want to change my heart, change my life. And so right here in the middle of this message, right before I finish my last point, I want to give the opportunity for you to receive Christ. I want to give you an opportunity for you to, to decide that I want to expect God to do something in my life. I want to give an opportunity to, to, for myself to, to become and start to wonder who God is and start to seek him out as the wise men did. I want to use my gifts. I want to bow down before him. I want to, I want to, to, to excitingly believe and expect that God is coming. So today... Is there anybody here at all that would say, Pastor Doug, I've I backslidden on God or I don't know Jesus as, as my Lord and Savior? And I, this Christmas Sunday, I want to take this opportunity and I want to receive Christ. I want Christ to come in my life. I want Christ to come back in my life. I want to, to have the all. I want to have the expectancy. I want to, to, to live a life for him and I, I, I'm not going to give up on him. I've traveled and, and I've, several times I've made pit stops and just camped out where I was at. I had never really got to him yet. I've been traveling for years and years, but I never got to where he was at. I've always stopped short because I, of my own excitement, my own things in my own life. Is that anybody here today? Want, amen. I see your hand. Anybody else? In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen.
Hallelujah. Amen. Jason, it was worth it for everybody to be here today, just to be here with you, for you to receive Christ, come back in, his li- in your life. One soul is worth it all. And the, my last point, my last point is that we can respond like the angels. We can respond like the angels. They said in Luke 2 and 14, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom favor rest. How can I give him glory, Pastor Doug? You can give him glory in the way that you treat others. You can give him glory in the way that, that, that you celebrate the Christmas this year. You can give glory to the, in the way you sing. You can give the glory to God in the way that you live. Looking only to Jesus, the only one that can guarantee your substance, the only one that can guarantee that you can make it, the only one that can stick by your side closer than a brother. There's nothing better than Jesus, and there's nobody that deserves our praise any more than him. I'm so glad that you came today. I'm so glad, Jason, that you, that in, in the midst of what you're going through, you said, you know what? I got to get to Jesus today. I got to rededicate my life, and I got to make sure that I'm where I, I'm about to face some big things, and I got, I've got to know that I got to know that I got to know that I have an anchor, that I have a rock, that I have something to hang on to. Because without that, I have nothing. And there's more people out there besides Jason that we need to go out and get and bring in. We need to go out. There's people out there every day that we need to share and say, hey, man, you need to expect God to do something in your life. You need need to wonder who he is. You need to give him glory because they're out there and they're waiting for us to call them. They're waiting to come to church today. There's people out there right now that are are waiting. We're we're hoping someone invite them to church and never got the invitation. I actually talked to somebody uh, the, the day before yesterday. This is, this is I, y'all know I'm weird, right? <laughs> Things happen to me that don't happen to nobody else, right? Well, here's the deal. Two days ago, for the second time, I led somebody to Christ by text. The first time I did it, I still to this very day have never spoken to the person face-to-face or on the phone. They were a friend of somebody. They just said, I want to talk. Can you talk to Pastor Doug? And they did, and I led them to Christ on there. You know, they're just it do, you, you, what I'm saying is you don't have to do it the way you've always thought you had to do it, that you had to get face-to-face. However it works. I wanted to talk to this person yesterday, a couple of days ago, but they didn't want to talk to me face-to-face. They wanted to text me. So I was just spending an hour, and I was just, just going at it. Holy Spirit, speak to me, Lord. And I, was just, I was going crazy. And I said, just pray right now. I was like, just do it, just do it. I wanted so bad, just lay hands on them and say, Jesus. But they, were, they, were, they felt so bad. They felt like they were so bad. They felt like they had committed blasphemy, they said. And I know blasphemy is not forgivable. I said, but blasphemy was from them Pharisees that were looking at Jesus and saying, I know the truth, but I'm not believing the truth, and you're not real. You're even the devil. But the moment you believe or they believe, there is no blasphemy because blasphemy is not believing in God. And so once you change from, because if you don't believe in God and you say God's not real, God's not the truth, then you're, you got, there is no forgiveness for you. But the moment you say, I believe in God, 
I receive you, God. That's not blasphemy. You move from blasphemy to that. There is no forgiveness for blasphemy. People feel it. And I said, you're, if you're a Christian, if you believe God, then you're not, you, you're not committed to blasphemy because you believe in Jesus. So we went on and we were talking and talking and talking. And I said, just pray. <laughs> just kept saying, just pray right now. And, and, and she was like, no, I just can't. And we went on and went on and I talked some more. And she said, when I get alone in bed tonight, I'll, I'll pray, and if I and I said, well, if you do, please text me tonight and just let me know that you did. And then she she texted me about eleven thirty. I was I was like, oh, come on, God, please, you got to do this, God, conviction, God, conviction, power. <laughs> and she texted me about eleven thirty and said, Pastor Doug, I just prayed the prayer. She goes, my face is just covered with salt from the tears on my face. And so be praying for that young lady, that God will keep her safe. But my point is, just reach out. You may say, well, I don't, I'm not good with face-to-face. I'm not good. Man, we, well, we, 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 we got to figure out a way to get them. There's people dying and going to hell. And we, gotta, we got to, to say, and if, hey, well, what if they, we come and they get saved and they don't stay here? I don't care where they go. If they're saved, they're going to heaven. That's the only place I'm worried about them going. If there's another church that fits in better, then bless God. Praise God. God's got enough people in Wilmington for this church. But we got to go out and get them. And now's a good season Everybody loves this season. Everybody's happy. Everybody's joyful. Everybody gives. Everybody buys your coffee in front of you. I love that. Because I like coffee. <laughs> but we, gotta, we, got, we can't lose our awe of God. We can't lose our reverence of God. We can't lose our commitment of saying, you know what? i got to go Sunday, and i got to go to church and receive from God. I've got to go Sunday and, and because I know there's something there for me. You know, yeah, I can watch on TV, and I know there's a lot of people. We, man, I've probably had 10 people or more in families that told me they're sick and, and, and got flus and all kind of stuff, you know. So, man, bless them. I'm not talking about those. But I'm just saying, yeah, it's fine to watch on TV, but there's something about being in the house of God. There's something about being here in the presence of Jason, bowing before God, saying, you know what? I'm going to bow like them wise men did. I'm going to bow before him and give my life rededicated to him. There's something special about being in this room and receiving that. There's something special about re- being in a room full of other worshipers worshiping God there's something special about seeing these little babies up here doing their little the little the little little bells and stuff there's something special about that I think this generation has lost their commitment of saying God I'm gonna come to the house of God and serve and be there and if we're not careful and we don't try to keep doing stuff and bringing more people in then then it's it's not it's not going to work we've got to do our part we're coming up on four years on our anniversary And I want you to be a part of that great day. I want you to stay home next Sunday. Look on Facebook Live if you can for the for 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 the few minutes and I'll be speaking to you, just encouraging you to end well and and start strong. And 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 then I want but between now and then, what greater time on earth is it to help somebody receive Christ? It's, It's either Easter or it's Christmas. So, man, everybody's in that, that mode right now. There's a lot of sadness going around because, you know, it's just sometimes it's very sad for people because they lost family members and stuff. This is the time to minister to them, to talk to them about the comfort of God and how God can comfort you and be there for you. There's a lot of people like Jason going through stuff. They're struggling. Please, hey, everybody in this room, please, you don't know Jason, meet him. Just call his name out in prayer. Okay? He is trying. And that's all that God wants. I'm so proud of you, man. Just keep trying. I, matter of fact, I told this girl the other day. She said something, and she said, I'm going to keep repeating that every day. Because, because she kept saying that she wasn't good enough. It's kind of the same kind of thing with this. And I said, God is not concerned about perfection. He's concerned about direction. I don't care how many times you fall, keep going to the cross. 
I don't care how many times you fall, Jason. Get up and keep going to him. Because in the end, the last time you get up, you're going to go to heaven. But the time that you stay down and turn around, then you're straight back going to hell again. So we've got to get a passion, not just for ourselves to come to church, but for others. Reach out. I don't care if it's by text. I don't care what it is. Just plant seeds. The Bible says, I, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. Sometimes you're just planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds, and somebody else comes along and waters them, and then somebody else comes along and they receive Christ. Just be part of that process and use your gifts. Use your gifts for God. Use your gifts for God. We need them. God needs them. These kids need them. Our church needs them. And leave here today and talk about kingdom life and talk about the family and the love that we have and invite people to come in. I know the building's not the most beautiful thing outside to look at, but if you can blindfold them until they get inside, they'll be, they'll be like, yes, this is nice. And we're still believing for God to continue to give us and, and help us with, with the, the finances of the church so we can go ahead and move on to, to our next facility so we can do more ministry. But we want you to be a part of it. So please be praying for us, and I'm praying for you, and I'm so honored to be your pastor. I just can't express the gratitude and the humility I have that you show up to, to, to hear the, the, what, the word that God has given me, and the, uh, you allowing me to be your pastor. And I appreciate that so much, because I want to be the best pastor I can for you. I had somebody the other day, and I loved this, and, and I didn't take it offensively at all. Y'all are really going to laugh probably, but it's okay. But somebody told me the other day, he said, I told somebody the other day, he said, you're not the best preacher I've ever had, but you're the best pastor I've ever had. I said, that's okay with me. I said, any idiot can get up here and preach for 30 minutes, but not every idiot can be a pastor. So I, can't, I may not be the, I might be the best orator. I might be the best speaker, but, but I am your pastor, and I want to be there for you. I care about you. I love you, and I love your family, and I love your friends, and I love those people that are out there. Every one of them. I love these communities. I love when we went to Creekwood. I don't know if y'all got to see it. I meant to have pictures today. We went to Creekwood the other day, and, and we, we bought them a Christmas tree. We bought them a big old huge snowman, and we took two of the characters. We had Mickey Mouse and, uh, and PJ Mask, and we went there, and there was probably 100 kids in there running around doing stuff and playing, and we just blessed them and loved on them and cared for them. Man, they were so excited. They were so honored. You know, they're going into a community like that and bringing life and love to them, man, it was just so wonderful. You know, and they need Jesus, and they, care, they, they, they were so appreciative that we came, that we took time with their kids. You know, so you're part of that. Even if you don't get to go, of course, that day, that room was like 150 people in a room that shouldn't have had but 75. But, <clears throat> so we couldn't have had many more people go than we, than we did, but we had like four or five go. And, and so it was just a wonderful time. And you're, you're doing outreach that you don't even know about because you're connected to this church. But we, I need to know your availability and know what you want to do so you can go forward and we can take this next year and go forward and really, really, really do some great things for Jesus. And I'm getting into vision now, so I'm going to stop and wait for the 26th for that. But Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Enjoy today. Enjoy the next couple of days with your family. Whether you have a lot of gifts around the tree or not very many gifts around the tree, they're still meaningful because of the love that's behind those gifts. Because you can give me a $100 bill and I'll be happy. But if I have a little tiny one of these little babies that comes and says, hey, I have a dollar, Pastor Doug, and I just want to give it to you because it's, it's my allowance. It means just as much to me as a $100 bill. So it's not what you give. It's with what you give it with. All right? So go out and share the love of Jesus. God bless you. We love you so much. Have a wonderful day.